0: And get that pre order in, and you'll be able to get a free download of a meditation we created and a workbook that goes along with it. Much love and appreciation for your support. Much love. Thank you. Hello, and welcome to the Mark Groves podcast. I'm always really excited about our ability to change. Like our ability to transform, to take patterns and behaviors that have been holding us hostage and changing them finally, whatever it takes to get us there, to actually go through that transformation, to initiate it. And I think it's Tony Robbins who says that people change for two reasons. One, that they learn so much they have to, and two, that they experience so much pain that they have to. And maybe the argument about learning so much that they have to is that there's too much dissonance uh, with available knowledge that's just been learned. And I really do believe that, that once you have too much knowledge that you're not living, the weight of the of knowing that there's a better behavior available to you, a better choice, uh, one that's going to lighten the load, you know, so to speak. And I I think that that is under the premise that for humans we wait till this moment of have to, and you know I talk about this a lot of like waiting till we have to versus waiting till we choose to, which is really just things are uncomfortable or I don't like the way I've been. Boom, change. And I think to get there, you we have to have first sort of hit the end of the road or hit the wall or the rock bottom, uh, but then we realize that there's so many minute bottoms far before the the real bottoming out and the ability to change our brains, change the way we think learn how to relate to feelings learn how to relate to other people these are just such important aspects of, of of awareness and knowledge and and things that we need to develop a deeper understanding about because when you realize that you can do it then it's possible then we don't feel imprisoned by a behavior or a pattern and, you know the truth is is that you can change anything you can change any behavior you can learn any skill set you know when someone says i'm a bad communicator One, I always say to them, that's a convenient sentence because it means your identity is, I am a bad communicator, so you don't have to show up. You don't have to be a good communicator. But if you said, I'm a good communicator, what would that demand from you now? And what kind of work or effort or investment would you have to make into yourself to become one? And of course, that requires understanding our triggers that requires understanding things that we do in conflict that are not constructive that are actually destructive and really build walls rather than bridges and this is the work of what it means to be human and and to meet ourselves with compassion that what we're doing today might not be working but we learned it somewhere and i really do believe you don't have to know why you do something to change it you just have to know you don't want to do it anymore And that's why I'm so excited for today's guest, who's a returning guest and just a brilliant doctor being able to share some really powerful information. Before we get into that, wherever you listen to this, if you could subscribe to the podcast, share the episodes that move you, that transform you, that inform you, that, that help you because they might help someone else and, you know, give it a five star review and a written review. That is so helpful. And gosh, I'm so excited to share another episode from the brilliant Dr. Caroline Lee. So without further ado, here she is. Welcome back to one of my favorite guests who breaks down the science of how our brains work and how thoughts and beliefs and all the things. And this is Dr. Caroline Leaf. So welcome back to the podcast.
1: Oh, thank you, Mark. I love my conversations with you. Every time we talk, it's just amazing. And I just interviewed you and yeah, you're one of my favorite too. So we, we, well, we can I, talk for days and hours and whatever.
0: <laughs> well, I one of my favorite qualities of yours uh, is that you're able to take complex, research and science and break it down in real simple ways. you know um, we're not all going to go read clinical trials and then be like, okay, how does that apply to my behavior or my pattern that I don't want to change So I appreciate that you can do that and I'm really excited to pick your brain today uh, to get you. those statistical significant st- 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 <laughs> statistically significant uh, numbers into some context. So you have a new book, that's just coming out. It's coming out actually this week on March 2nd, and it's cleaning up your mental mess. Five simple scientifically proven steps to reduce anxiety, stress, and toxic thinking. I think we can all use a bit of that, especially given uh, the current circumstances in our world. So can you let us know a little bit of like why you wrote it, and then maybe we can get into the insights that you have from it.
1: Thank you, Mark. Well, as, as always, I love chatting to you. And This book was written actually the title and everything was done pre-COVID, so I didn't know in COVID that you know, none of us knew. So I was actually finishing writing it during COVID, so it was an interesting wow. exercise because it shifted because I could see, well, this is already there was a mess in the world. Globally, we've been in a very bad state mentally for the last 40 years. Always, listen, if you're human and alive since the okay. beginning of time, we've all battled with our mind. We've always all been a mental mess, but we go through phases in history where we seem to manage things a little bit better and then it gets worse. We've, we are, have been in a very bad way the last 40 years, and, and we're paying the price now. and Now we get COVID, which has exacerbated the problem, but it's also brought us down to a sort of breaking point where we cannot climb. So the reason that I wrote this book is that I've been in the field for four decades now, which ages me, and I've been looking at the mind-brain connection and how what mind is and how we can manage mind And what does that mean? And what does that look like? And use that to then manage our mental mess. Because as I said, if we're human, we've got a mental mess. We all battle with things from the past and just moment by moment, get our thoughts get caught up and we feel this and we feel that and anxious or depressed or, you know, or happy or, and sometimes our thoughts just completely like can crush us. And, you know, that's where I wanted to make, I wanted to make it accessible for people, the science accessible to understand this is your mind. This is how you manage it. And the reason you need to manage it is because your mind is always changing. You are your mind. If you're dead, there is no mind. The reason you're alive is because you have a mind, your brain and body. I know that not everyone can see this is all audio, isn't it? It's
0: all yeah, audio. this is audio, but Hey, I'll give the, <laughs> the description. Caption. Yeah, we have a uh male uh pa- you're giving the physiology of the male body here. Of oh, the human so body. Human body,
1: brain so it's brain body, and here's, here's I'm holding up a brain now as well. So we've got like all this We sections.
0: got a brain and we got all the guts and the organs okay. in front of us. Okay.
1: So that's that when you dead, that's dead. The fact that you're alive is Your body is alive because you're alive. So what is you? You are mind. What is mind? Mind is your ability to think and feel and choose in response to everything that's going on. At the moment, what's going on is we're having a conversation. And the listeners are listening to us. So we are hearing things and we're hearing concepts. And when I say from from that hearing, we'll use our mind to think and feel and choose about what we're hearing. And that's an energy force, this gravitational field, this energy force, nothing, we're pure science. And that literally moves through the brain. And in the brain, our brains respond energetically and neurochemically and genetically. And we literally build what we're hearing into our brain as like trees. So think of a forest and think of trees in a forest and think of a huge forest with millions of trees that just never seems to end. That's what your your mind is like. Your mind is this forest of of trees and each tree is a thought. And in your brain, it also looks like a forest. The, The thoughts look like forests as well. So we're building memories inside trees because these thoughts are trees and like trees are made of branches, thoughts are made of memories. And every time we experience something, we're building these thought trees and they go in three places, into your brain as these physical protein tree things and in your mind as these trees that are like gravitational forces and then into your body, into your DNA. And you've got 37 to 100 trillion cells in your brain and your body. That's why I showed all the models and you visualize your body. What you're learning now, what you're hearing now is going in your brain In your mind, in this gravitational field and into the DNA of every cell of your body, how through your mind, through you thinking, feeling and choosing about what you're hearing me say. And that's happening at about 10 to the 27, which is about 400 billion actions and faster per second, which is insane. So that's That's what what we're doing. On an unconscious level, we go beyond multitasking. Multitasking is way too slow for the non-conscious mind. (laughs) And the conscious mind can't multitask, but the non-conscious mind goes beyond multitasking. So that's, so yeah.
0: So curious, so when you, what is the main differentiator, just for people listening and for myself, the main differentiator between mind and brain? Because that's the part where I'm like, wait, they both have trees, they're both forests, they're both, so can you, one mind feels more like, Life force, soul, like that kind of. But I'm curious. So yeah, how do you differentiate those? Yeah,
1: so that's a, it's a, it's the most important question because if you're if you're going to manage your mind, you need to know what you're managing. Yeah, and you manage your mind is think, feel, too. So it is this gravitational external force, and your brain is the physical. So your brain is purely. It's the thing. It's, it's, the, okay. it's the thing. It's the substance. Mind is. We would call brain and body physical. And we'd call mind non-physical. It doesn't mean that it doesn't exist because it's non-physical. We use things like quantum physics to understand subatomic particles. So your mind is really waves of energy that has is in a unique pattern in a gravitational field that is unique to you. So your gravitational field can't go in my head. It can right. only. It, it can only work in your brain and your body and my gravitational field can only work in mine. And like a really easy way of understanding mind and brain I've been using a lot lately, which is helping people, is think of that experiment you did at school where they gave you a piece of white paper and then they dumped a whole pile of iron filings. Do you remember? Like a pile of iron filings on the paper and then you got given a magnet. And if you Mm. put the magnet in the middle, suddenly you had all the iron filings arranging themselves into a beautiful pattern. And that, that was to demonstrate electromagnetics to you as a student. Now, that's a great example and great visual to visualize your brain would be the magnet. So the magnet is, um, and and your mind is basically the force that is taking the physical. So you could even say your brain and your brain is the iron filings and the magnets it's the substance it's the stuff you can see it's
0: the things yeah it's
1: the thing so how do we know that there's an extra force is because when we combine those two you know the iron filings and um, and the magnets is, is separate when they separate they don't do anything but when you bring them together there's an external force that is which is electromagnetics which then arranges the field so that's what your mind does your, in fact all of us have right now if we had to use certain equipment you would be able to see the electromagnetic fields that your bodies that are around your body, which is happening because mind, this external ge- uh, gravitational field has interacted, which is electromagnetic, has interacted with the physical substance of brain. So we're generating that. So mind, and it's flexible and, and malleable and changeable. So is brain. So mind is always changing. Brain is always changing. And that's that's neuroplasticity, the brain changing.
0: So does mind change brain, Yes, that's yes. it. That's okay. it. So mind,
1: mind changes brain brain responds to uh, response to mind so brain mind is the generator first cause first thing that happens brain is the responder so brain uh-huh. and body brain and body are responders and then obviously they, there's a feedback loop between the two yeah. so your mind your mind can only express through the brain and body but your brain and body need the mind to actually survive you can't survive yeah. without the mind so the mind is like this inseparable but separable kind of it's the thing we
0: can't we c- <laughs> that there is no tangible, you know, which I, we, I hope can all relate to that of like, what is consciousness? What is like, people can't put a label on it because you can't hold it, which is part of its magic, you know? And I exactly, yeah. it is, it uh, is part of its magic. I love the correlation that you made to DNA too. So if I understand what you're saying correctly is if you start to, and I can't wait to get into the specific details, but just to set us all up, if we can begin to understand our mind, our body, our, our brain connections, and a, specifically our mind, what we think, what is it? Think, feel, choose?
1: Think, feel, choose. Like could, yeah. With Those three fingers always stuck together. You
0: think, you'll feel, you think and feel, you'll choose. Always doing that. Think, feel, choose. Okay. So then that effect on body is the effect on epigenetic expression then. Ex- exactly. Right?
1: Yes. Yes. So you literally, that's exactly correct. So it starts with mind, mind is think, feel, choose. It's this force. It then that force then is pushed through the brain. The brain then responds by building that this stuff the you're tree. hearing into in, out of proteins. So so oh. your my words and what you hear are my words, auditory signals in your brain, in, into your mind. Your mind thinks, feels and chooses, pushes those through the brain. The brain then responds by making proteins which hold those my words in vibrations in the proteins, and then that is that those proteins group together to form trees, cool. and that's that's memory. And but that's 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 one place. Then you also store that immediately sends a message to the DNA of every single cell of your body, and you get a representation in your genes of the of the thought as well. So you build it there. That's why we that's so why we cool. feel it. I know it's amazing, but that's why we. And the easiest way to understand that is if you recall an incident that makes you really happy. You don't only feel, remember the data and the emotions, but you feel it. That's because it's in your DNA if you, of your body. So your body, mm. your body has stored the physical sensation the of the memory and your heart has stored the physical sensation. So whatever, every part of your body. And then you also have it in your mind. So you've got three places where what you are hearing now is being basically being stored and it's always, you know, it's, it's organic. So you, that's why we, we get um the, the, when you recall something, it's your mind that pulls it up first. So imagine that massive forest that like a massive forest, that sort of gravitational feels like this almost sort of surreal kind of forest. And that's where, as you recall something, it comes from there first, then you'll get that. That'll then cause the recall in the brain. And then that's the, solid protein thing tree thing that's more solid and protein structure and that then is a, is awakened and then your bodily sensation is awakened so you feel in your body like a heart palpitation or tension in your body or your body just is, gets the sensation and then you become consciously aware of it so consciousness is the last
0: wow. conscious so, awareness
1: is the last phase
0: so could one argue and i've always wanted to know this Could one argue that the more processes or beliefs or rigidity that you have in your mind, that you are less present because consciousness, what becomes conscious awareness in the moment is actually through so many different filters. I'm wondering that. Absolutely.
1: You've hit the nail on the head. So the way mm-hmm. to, on- and I've got a whole section in the book, cleaning up your mental mess on the this exact exactly what you've just said, but just in terms of describing the levels of mind. So to answer that, can I dive into a little bit of science? Yeah, let's get it- into
0: like what it goes through, how we think, feel, choose, how we change that. And yeah, more about your book. That'd be great.
1: And then there's the concept at the second half of the book that's called the neuro cycle, neuro meaning brain cycle. So cycling through the brain with the mind. Neurocycles neuro cycles is the, is, the, is the how, is the mind management technique that is oh, this yes. vehicle within which you actually then drive your mind. Because the underlying premise Brilliant. is that if we understand mind and if you understand brain, if you understand the relationship, your brain is always changing and your mind is always changing can we direct that change? So can we control yeah. our mind and can we change? Our, and the answer is yes. That's what I've spent 40 years researching. Amazing. And and this book is the sort of accumulation of that research. That's why there's a clinic, there's I've put a summary of the clinical trial in the book. And um, I made it simple in the first half of the book that I put there, there's some science, which is simplified, but it, there is science, there's graphs and things, but it's very simple. Then I say, what does this mean for you? So it's super simple. So right. you can always- It
0: is, it down to yeah, what, good, what how does this change my life and impact me?
1: Exactly. I've got exactly Perfect. a little, little paragraph. So after every scientific fact, I give you this this is what it means for you. If you if you get a hold of this fact, this is what it'll do for you in your life. So that's the that's the thing. So so we've spoken about mind being the exact mind is actually ninety-nine percent of who you are. And that's that non-physical gravitational fields, forests, cereal forest thingy. And then your brain, body is the one percent, and that's the solid proteins, the solid structures that we can see, in the brain and the body. And like, you you can look at your hands, that's the physical solid, but that's 1% of who you are. When you die, that goes. Um, When you're alive, the reason that you're alive is because your mind is keeping you alive. So the right. mind is this energy force of life. It is life. Now, mind is 99% of who we are. Mind is this you this I-factor, this think, feel, choose thing that's happening at incredible speeds. And when we, uh, mind exp- uh, it then moves through the brain and the brain is 1%, brain and body together 1%. And the brain and body respond to mind. So mind is wow. giving life to the brain and the body. The brain and body are responding Genetically, and that's how we stay alive. And everything that we, um, the, the, the thing that kind of drives that is you think, feel and choose, which was your mind. And there's a consequence of that you build thoughts. And those thoughts are the things that are built into your brain as these little protein trees. And they're also built into your DNA. And so you, and, it, and they change your blood. So literally, your thoughts, are, your thoughts, you think, feel, choose, you build thoughts as protein trees in the brain and also into your DNA. Listen. I don't,
0: I, I really want to hold that because okay. I don't think people understand, like, when we say change your thoughts, change your life, or like why we actually need to begin to clean up, you know, our garden, yes. so to speak, you know, is like, so you're saying that if the what I think, The energetic of that thought, negative, positive, whatever it might be, then impacts my blood chemistry, my genetic expression,
1: everything, everything that keeps you alive. So that's that's the yeah, that's the mic drop because you you are made of your brain and body are made of thirty seven to one hundred trillion cells. So if you look at yourself now, a lot, yeah, it's a lot. So look at yourself. Everyone who's listening, just look at yourself. This these are all cells, and as you are listening to me now. What you are—it is cool—and as you're listening to me now, my words at 400 billion actions per second are are being converted by your thinking, feeling, choosing, which is your mind, in at, at 400 billion actions per second into changes structurally in your brain in the form of protein trees in changes in your dna of every single cell that you see is changing with this information and also in the mind which is the energetic force that you generate which is um, which goes through the brain which is that magnetic you know in the way the iron filings lined up it's that yeah. electromagnetic force
0: so it's three places so cool and we so- just take a moment to how miraculous each one of us actually are like exactly. when you say that it one makes me just sort of get goosebumps because I'm in awe of the of magic me. that is humanity, right? That is this, and then to think that we are because I think a lot of us operate in the idea of like this is just the way I am, this is just how I think, this is due to my experiences, you know, and and all those things can be true. And what you're saying is one how you do those things impacts how you feel and. Also, you can change it so you can feel and genetically express differently. And I know there's lots of research on epigenetic oh, expression. Oh,
1: tons, tons, yeah. tons. I mean, my, my most recent clinical trials that are in the book, in the summarized version, I even talk about the changes that we can make in our DNA. In as short as nine weeks, you can transform your okay, DNA. Okay, so
0: tell us that. It's it's, it's
1: crazy. So every, nine weeks. Within nine weeks, you you will significantly change the your DNA in a positive direction or a negative direction, depending on how you change your mind and let's say that you are spiraling down a negative phase in your life and you think I'll okay there, well yeah. yeah we've all been there and let's say that you're in it if you're a listener and you're in that now and you think okay i've been like this for nine weeks there's no hope there is hope because this information i'm giving you now you can stop the spiral this is the beauty nothing is cast in stone in your brain or dna or mind everything is changing all the time you, and, and how your responses but what the key here is that we're not realizing how to manage our responses, which is managing our mind because response comes from something. It's mind. Mind is thinking, feeling, choosing. So if you think of it like this, you can go three three weeks without food. You can go three days without water. You can go three minutes without oxygen, but you don't even go three seconds without using your mind. So twenty four seven, your mind is thinking, feeling, choosing, thinking, feeling, choosing, and converting everything you're experiencing from the emails, the texts, the conversations, the movies, the 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 walk, the conversation, the relationship, everything. It's it is so cool is being converted by you, your mind, your thinking, feeling, and choosing into these trees in the brain, into these gravitational tree things in the mind, and into your DNA. And you control that process, but none of us are told that. So what I'm telling you is. This is a fact. And the other thing we're not... I like
0: that. I like when it's, this is a fact. This is a fact. try to fact check that.
1: Exactly. Try to (laughs) fact check that. And the other fact, which is the best fact, is that you can control this. You can learn to control it. So you're never stuck. Nothing's ever the same. You're an organic Mm -hmm. being. Even if you're changing in a constantly negative direction, which makes you feel like you're stuck, but you're still changing. You're just getting more stuck. So here's the thing. That's interesting.
0: Yeah. When you start to think about that, it's like you're just further going down the same path, but you're not actually static. It just feels never. like stasis, but it's not stasis.
1: No, no, we, mm-hmm. we never have that. Even homeostasis in the body is not a fixed thing. It's a, it's a, fluid, it's a, symbiotic. it's a fluid thing. Yeah. It's a constant Good point.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's it's a, a constant. constant. Every every millim minute moment, every cell's changing. Everything's changing.
1: Every every second, you are making millions of new cells. So we've been speaking now for about fifteen minutes. You times it by the seconds, you've been made. You've made a, you've made a few million cells. <laughs> We're productive.
0: No wonder I get tired.
1: Exactly. Exactly. That's why we have to have rest and all that kind of stuff. So, that, that, so if if, if if that's happening, my question to you, Mark, and to everyone is: Don't you want to control the process? 100%. Don't you want because like, it's I happening? Be... It's happening anyway.
0: I don't want to be a victim of the process. I want to exactly. own that shit so I can express the best possible way, in the lightest way, in the most joyous way, while not bypassing any of it. But like, what am I going to do with this pain? What am I going to do with? How do I not create permanent filters that affect how I think, feel, and choose? So, how do we get into the mind? Like, how do we deconstruct what shapes? Like, you know, you talk about anxiety, stress, and toxic thinking. How do we do that? Okay, so if I, if I can, I'm going to, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, we might need some more baseline knowledge first though. So yeah, yes. take us take us through. I'll take, okay. So
1: first thing, let me answer the telomere question because it's unbelievably exciting. Um, and so people are thinking, what's a telomere? So here's what the telomere is. Think of Jurassic Park, think of the DNA strand. I'm really getting basic here. And now think of pulling a chromosome out of the DNA strand because chromosomes are in that ladder. And a chromosome looks like an X. So, um, so I'm holding up my fingers now, and I've got pink fingernail, fin- pink fingernails, so Very pink beautiful. nail polish. So, the reason I'm saying that, imagine pink fingernails; those are telomeres. So, the telomeres are my fingernails, and a telomere is a proxy. For mind management that means how you are using your mind how chaotic or messy your mind is or how healthy the managed your mind is determines the health of the telomeres why is that important well the telomeres are one of the main players when it comes to cell division and your body's always your entire body cells and your cells are always dividing so the health of the cells is changing every minute why what by your mind management. What you're doing with your mind is influencing the health of the next million cells that you make. And that is controlled by your telomeres. So we can look at telomeres to look at how healthy your cells are, which tells us how healthy your your heart is and your brain is and your liver is and your kidneys and your immune system. And that. so we can see that relationship and so what I showed in my research, my most recent research, which is in the book, as I mentioned, is we looked at all kinds of things. Like we looked at the psychology. The most important thing is we looked at the person's story, who they are, what's going on, et cetera. And then we looked at in the brain, and we'll talk about that later on. And we looked inside things like the blood. So the inflammation, cortisol, homocysteine, all these fancy biomarkers that can tell us if something's going on, you know what's going on in the body. That's what biomarkers do. They tell us what's working and what's not working. So one of the things we looked at to look at DNA was to look at telomeres, because telomeres tell us the story of your mind health and your bio- biological health. So for example, we had some of our subjects, all of our subjects at the beginning of the study were in a bad way. That's why they came in the study. They were depressed, anxious, traumatized, gone through terrible stuff, burnt out, toxic thinking, consumed, by, uh, consumed them. And we had an experimental group and a control group. The control group doesn't get the intervention. The experimental group does. But all of the all of the subjects, control and experimental, got the testing. So everyone was tested for got all the psychological tests, the narrative, and the what's baseline. going on. Yeah. yeah, all the baseline, the blood, the DNA, the brain stuff. We looked at QEG intensively in the brain. So wow. that cre- that created a state of awareness. So we're at the beginning of the study. Day one, with all that testing, you very aware, oh, yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on in my life. You know, there's this and this and this. It makes you, that testing that I do makes you unbelievably aware. Then I did that for a purpose and we did that testing at day one. Day 21, day 63. And in between, we did um, all the psychological narrative testing at day 7, 14, 20, and 42. So they would, and then six months. So in other words, what I'm saying is that people had seven chances to be told, Hey, let's see what's going on in your life. So if I sit down with you and I spend time with you talking about all this stuff and doing all these tests, you're very aware. My point is that once you're aware, that's the first step in healing. Because you could, you have to feel to heal. Your only way out is through. You have to embrace process and reconceptualize. You have to face it. You can't suppress it. All that kind of stuff that we hear. And so I, in my research, wanted to show people that if you are aware, what does that mean? If you're thinking, feeling, and choosing about why you have this narrative, why this is going on in your body, you know, what is going on in your body? That's all thinking, feeling, and choosing. So it's a thinking, feeling, and choosing that leads to awareness. Then we put our control group. They didn't get anything. They just got all the testing, which made them even more aware. But our experimental group got the neurocycle. The neurocycle is this is how you manage your mind. How do you get that thinking, feeling, and choosing under control so that you could influence the telomeres and the and the blood and the brain and the and your wow. mind and all that stuff. So they got that. And what we found was that in in nine weeks, the experimental group it was unreal. They, uh, uh, let me tell it back to front. Let me tell you what happened in the control group without yeah. mind management. At the beginning of the study, most of the people had short telomeres. That meant that they weren't that. That meant that their biological age, which is the health of your cells, which is the health of your organs, your heart, your brain, etc., was older than their chronological age. So that meant that if you were twenty, your Um, your your body actually wasn't 20 your body was 30 or 40 or 50 or 60 so we even had some people that were in their 30s that had very sick 65 year old bodies that doesn't make sense so it's the
0: correlation of vitality being so different than age you know
1: exactly and but and and you have you have a body so you you meant you you are in age years you 35 but your body is of a sickly 70 year old you are vulnerable. You've just increased That's your crazy. vulnerability. Crazy. You've just increased your vulnerability to dis- to getting some major disease by thirty five, seventy five to ninety
0: eight percent. That's COVID. insane. Yeah, you know, because oh, yes, you're, you're in an inflamed state. You're,
1: absolutely. Everything's your down.
0: glucose, all the things are, your fasting glucose, all your cholesterols, your blood pressures. Yeah.
1: Everything. Well, even glucose. I used to, um, I'm doing a, a sort of trial run of the levels, which is the continuous glucose monitor. And um, it was insane. And we went through, we had a very stressful incident in our family just in December where an extended family member tried to commit suicide and it was very bad. And I found them and they survived and everything's fine. Now it was an extended family member, but the shock of that, I that happened to be wearing my glucose monitor at that point and I happened to once everything was kinda of calmed down, I looked at my levels and they oh, shot on. they they shot to two hundred in that incident. And wow. now two hundred is like you can literally go in a coma with your, when you start hitting 200, 240. They went up to 220 at one point. I did the neurocycle immediately as soon as I saw my, so I just happened to look down and see and I looked on my phone because it's an app and I saw my, where my glucose levels was which meant my cortisol level was up which meant my homocysteine was up which meant my telomeres are just shortened which meant yes. everything, my brain uh, in coherence, I, I would have had, the two sides of the brain would have been out of alignment. I would have had less oxygen and blood flow in my brain. I would have had a tsunami of energy in my brain. I wouldn't have been thinking clear which I wasn't. And uh, I did the neurocycle. Sorry, I was swallowing funny there. I did the neurocycle and within not even hours, seconds, my glucose my glucose dropped back down to 94. What? This is crazy, I love that. Seconds, which is insane. And we saw, so that was an immediate response. And every, and as it spiked, mm-hmm. I just kept doing neuro cycles and it kept my glucose levels because if your glucose levels are insane and your cortisol is insane, your brain's insane. Your body's, you cannot think clearly. You're not going to make wise decisions. You're in a very
0: constricted state. Your prefrontal cortex is not away, alive, right? You're...
1: Well, it, the energy and blood flow drop. So you don't have enough oxygen, you don't have enough blood flow and you have very low energy waves. So your alpha, delta, beta, gamma, theta won't be flowing like they should. They should flow like the sea where you've got the little ripples, or you've got the big waves at the back and, the, and it goes into, a you know, builds into a breaker and then it crashes on the beach and ripples and sucks back. You want all your waves to do that. But they, when you're in a total challenge state like that, it's going to drop and you're not going to, it's going to either get so low that you can't function or it's going to get so high over anxious that you, you can't function. Either way, you can't have extremes. Either way, you have to have balance. Mm -hmm. So, the so the neurocycle in that particular extreme acute trauma brought me back to a level of balance. I was still terrified. I was in total despair, but it was a it was a terrified despair that was managed, so I could do something and make good decisions. Otherwise, it would have been terrible. If I was in despair and terrified without mind management, I would have made a lot of wrong decisions and it would have been a lot of after impact and I wouldn't have been able to be there for that person like I was. And I wouldn't have been able to be there for the rest of the family members and the extended family members because there were multiple families involved in this process. So what I'm saying is not that I'm a God. It's just that I use mind management no, in an no. acute, in acute and I've, and I've learned how to, I've trained myself. I've, my youngest patients were one and Two in my practice, and my eldest was 82. All of them learned this mind management. My book, Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess, has the most updated version. As a scientist, you have to keep improving your work. You have to keep learning new stuff. So I've done that over 38 years. And so mm-hmm. this is, so even though I've been in the field for this long, what you're getting in this book is the most recent updated, scientifically upgraded, proven version, if you can put it that way. That's why I stress it. I don't teach woo-woo, woo-woo pop culture and uh, well-being trends. I teach stuff that has got hardcore science behind it. And you can use all the well-being stuff and I'm not running it down. It's all important. And I'm glad our whole life is moving in that direction. But there's also a lot of imbalance in it, as you and I both know. So to, I'm trying to tell people you can do, do all the breathing and meditation and green juices and and but <laughs> do, it, do it properly. Do it where your mind is right. Because you can do the meditation, but if your mind is in that chaotic state where your glucose monitors up there and your and your brain waves, are and your gamma waves are shooting through the roof and your high beta is doing this and your homocysteine's is doing that and your cortisol is doing this and your DHE down there. If, you're, you, if your body's in that state, you can't function. So I know you, I don't expect you to go out there and get a co- continuous glucose monitor and, and get a QEEG and get blood test. That's time and it's money. That's not practical. I've done that for you. So what I've done is that I've shown that you can, with I've done all the measures, I've done all of that. So when you use the, the neurocycle, you will drop your cortisol, you will drop your homocysteine, you will reduce, rebalance the brain and get the blood, the energy flowing, the energy alpha data, high beta, beta and all that stuff, doing what it's supposed to do. Um, so that's what I'm saying. I'm not telling people to go buy all that expensive stuff. You can, if you want to, and go and get it done. But here I have a technique that has been so systematically and um, d- d- tested to help you to do that. So we saw patients in our subjects in our experimental group Go from having this gap, this old body, sick body in, in a young age and high homocysteine, which means tremendous inflammation through brain and body, high prolactin, which means tremendous inflammation. Prolactin is a, is a hormone, interesting hormone that we always associate with women breastfeeding, but it's not. It's in males and females and just in different levels, but it's a proxy for emotional health. So we see it as the more you manage your mental mess, the more prolactin stabilizes. But if you're out of control, your prolactin goes crazy, which means you're going to be inflamed. And all these are markers showing us that our body's suffering from the impact of our mind. And it shows how the mind, what the mind does, the body responds to the brain responds to the mind. So all of this, I'm just trying to tell people that this is real. Um, and, and, it also, it's, it's also not a, it's not a death sentence if you manage it. This is the hope. It's scary because yes, this is happening. You may not be aware your homocysteine is going through the roof or your DNA telomeres are shortening so much that your body's now becoming an old body and that you're vulnerable to a heart attack. You may not know that you're probably feel it, but you may not know how serious it is. So the research shows you that, but I also give you hope because if your mind is always changing, your brain is always changing, you're making millions of cells every second. If you manage your mind, guess what? You can change that. Your brain is neuroplastic. Your body is plastic. You can change it. And that's the hope. It's never too late to get those toxic thoughts under control, to get those toxic traumas from childhood, to get those toxic traumas from covid and and from all these things get them under control get yourself back on track and even the little stuff mark you know like you you go through a life and things happen like you don't get something delivered that needs to be delivered it's a little thing but it's irritating and it can throw you out for the day or Mm -hmm. you you wake up and 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 one of your kids has done something or your dog's done something you got a dog the one interview i did with you you had a little dog something yeah Yeah. carl carl yeah and you just got him the first time i interviewed you That's that's
0: that's right
1: And they um, maybe Carl, destroys your your favorite pair of shoes, and you you've got to go and do a podcast. No. I mean, those are exactly those are silly little things, but they still can throw you out and make you irritated, and then you don't have the same. So you would use the five steps of the neurocycle to help you with those little things. And the more you practice on the little things, the more the more you are ready for the acute trauma, like what I experienced in December with an extended family member, or like COVID, or like the financial crisis. Because acute hits us. Uh, we Life, we know, is this, we, we don't know when, but we will be blindsided. At some point in the next five years, you're going to experience quite a few severe acute traumas. That's what the statistics show. So it's unavoidable. So yeah. I'm saying be preemptive, be proactive, get your brain and mind and DNA health to the point where you, when you're in the acute trauma, like I was, I was still crying. I was still frantic and depressed. I mean, a, a, and desperate and terrified, but I was in control. That's the difference. I'll have an argument and get irritated with someone. I've got, listen, there's five, I've got four kids. Three of them work for me and my husband. So <laughs> we are a family, but it's super easy to get irritated with your family. We're all very strong-willed. Way easier, very, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'd say we're all incredibly, none of us keep quiet. I brought up my kids to think and to challenge. So they challenge me every five minutes. They'll tell me straight, mom, you did the worst interview. I just spoke total trash. Or they'll get irritated, <laughs> whatever. They, they totally direct. And sometimes you can have an argument and I'm very, I've done a podcast where I had an argument with Dominique, who you've met on, on, on Skype, um, going to Orange Theory the other day. And I, she just she said something that just made me get totally irritated and it was my fault. I mean, I totally overreacted, but I used the neurocycle to bring myself back under control. So, and I'm, but I know how to do it. I can get myself under control. I still lose it, but not as often. And I get myself back quicker and i'm much more am um, much more able to handle acute traumas doesn't mean they're not nah, that that doesn't mean I'm looking at life through a rose tinted spectacle that's ridiculous life is not like that. I embrace life with the pain and the joy but I know how to deal with the pain. And that's the difference. So if you have anxiety, it doesn't frighten me. If I'm feeling anxious, it doesn't frighten me. If I'm feeling depressed, it doesn't frighten me. And that's the message I want to convey to everyone. I see those as helpful messages, warning signals of something going on that I need to address. And if I systematically follow the steps of the five of the neurocycle in a systematic way, it's been researched to make the changes needed in my brain, my body, and my mind that will then bring me back on track in order to manage that situation in the best way possible. You know, and that's the key here is we get stuck with overthinking and overgeneralization. I mean, you can just go Google CBT um, cognitive errors and you yeah. read all these things and you'll there's 30 or 40 of them and you'll say, i got all of those. <laughs> all of, all of us have all of those you can go yeah. and you can go and fill in a don't site
0: google and- any of that stuff no, you'll just end up with you have cancer that's exactly, what it all is. <laughs>
1: exactly so so do it this way you're a human you're going to do all of those those are just coping mechanisms for yeah. survival it's the way your brain um your brain is just being led by your mind so it's the way that your mind will process in the moment of adversity and it's always the best processing and you're going to build that into your brain so I'm saying okay so we because we we have free will we very often can create these toxic patterns and you said this earlier on then we operate from those because those go into our non-conscious mind and we finally will get to the mind stuff at uh, the levels of mind and all that stuff in a moment but um they, they these things go in your, into your mind and they're intelligent they're not robot robotic at all like we've been we're, we're not avatars none none of us is avatar even on unconscious levels the most intelligent part of us and that's where these these little toxic patterns go. So if something comes up that's similar, we draw on the toxic pattern. But if you are neurocycling as a lifestyle, in other words, if you mind managing and cleaning up your mental mess, what you're doing is you're changing those ever you're changing those not avatars, you're changing those patterns of reaction. And you it'll start, but then because you've got a new pattern that's reconceptualized, you'll draw on that instead of the other. Mm. So maybe I should step into unless you want to unpack this quickly, step into then the levels of mind, which will make it a lot easier to understand.
0: Yeah. I, I wanted to mention before you do that, the, for the people listening that the, if, if, cause most of us want like, oh, give me a hack, give me a shortcut. And I think it's really important that people realize that all those things don't change the underlying mind process, you know, like they're just biological hacks to, um, to shortcut away, which will is never long lasting. And so, you know, it's like mm-hmm. taking these extra steps of, which sound actually quite simple. I haven't heard them yet, but I'm going to guess they they feel like they're logically simple to process. And it sounds to me like what you're saying in in your experience in December and also what you're telling us is it doesn't change that you get triggered. It changes what you do with triggers. Exactly. And it's sustainable. Right. So you're getting in the information. So this is really useful in having conf you know conflict with our partners or conflict in any time is you recognize the body's the mind processes the information uses old templates that then formally would have led you into a toxic cycle or a toxic pattern or a toxic thought or a, a non-constructive behavior. And so by doing what you're saying, we can begin to create more space between us and the response. So now exactly. I'm like, what did you say that I'm re, like you have the old process and now you're re... What, re reconceptualize, which is the most beautiful word. It's it's not X plus Y equals
1: Z. It's actually X plus Y equals XY. So in other words, you are completely redesigning. You don't eliminate the old you actually bring the old in in a new way. So instead, I love that X plus Y equals Z means that, which is what's currently happening. Oh, you've got that symptom. Let's completely suppress it and let's build a new one or let's just replay it. We don't deal with it. We just like override it. You can never override your mind. Nothing. Okay, your mind so hold
0: on. I love this because I want to, I want to make sure I'm getting this. So, you're not, you're not shaming the previous behavior or response. Mm-hmm. You're actually saying, let's work with you because you're important, but let's change how we express you. In
1: exactly. Way. Exactly. You change, you change how it plays out into your future. So you make it X, Y. And the X, Y is the reconceptualized Beautiful. concept of, of, you know, it's part of your story, but now you're going to change how it plays out. So you control it. It no longer controls you. X mm-hmm. plus Y equals Z, it still controls you. You've just put a bandaid on the wound.
0: You've just am like the band algebra. There. I'm like x plus y equals z. Carry the two, five, seven. Okay, we're in. <laughs> there um, you go. You got it. do you how got do it? Those
1: numbers going. So okay. So do you, I can. In order to explain how to do it, do you want me to quickly explain the levels of mind because it'll make sure. it'll make yeah, it so true. easy to understand yeah. it? Okay. So we now know mind is ninety nine percent. We now know mind is think, feel, choose, and we now know mind is always working. And we know that brain is 1%, brain and body together 1%. And mind goes in, we use our, we always in our mind and our mind takes everything and builds it into these trees in the, in the brain, in the DNA and in the body, which is why we see blood and DNA and telomeres and all that stuff. Okay. So that's a quick summary. Now, when we talk about mind, we need to understand that mind's got three levels. And the only reason that we need to understand it, and I will make this very simple, is because that's how you control mind, if you understand what it is exactly. So first of all, we know it's think, feel, choose. But we think, feel, and choose on three levels. The first level that's the most obvious is right now we're conscious. I'm Mm -hmm. consciously aware of you, you're consciously aware of me, and the listeners are consciously aware of listening to you and I, and now they're consciously aware of themselves responding because I just said that. So I've made them very conscious of their hand movements and their body movements and the expression on their face. As I said, I'm making you very conscious. Your conscious mind is only awake when you're awake. As soon as you go to sleep, your conscious mind switches off. But your non conscious, N-O-N. No one understands non-conscious.
0: Non-conscious, yeah.
1: Non-conscious. People... Sort of refer to it in the same category as unconscious and subconscious, but they're four different things. Unconscious is the easiest to understand. Un, U N. It's when you get knocked out on your head or you have an anaesthetic. So it's a okay. physical, it's a physical um, switching off of your brain, switching off certain parts. But your brain's still chattering, but it's switching off the conscious element through a drug or a or damage. That's unconscious. You get knocked unconscious. Conscious is what I've explained. Then the non-conscious, N O N. That's the biggest part of you. That is this infinite forest of experiences which is stored, which are stored in thoughts. So everything that you have experienced right from literally in the womb, at a certain part in the womb, you can start processing. There's a lot of research showing that children in the womb respond to parents, um, how they're feeling and, and arguments in the environment and that sort of thing. So we're starting to form thoughts. In our brain. So your mind is already working on a very basic level in the womb. Then you're born and you go through life until whatever age you're at now. And every single thing that you have experienced has converted into these trees in your brain, in your DNA, and in the forest of your mind, the surreal gravitational tree like something okay um and so and it keeps changing because each day you get some new experience and that new experience then calls up a similar experience calls up one of these trees from the non-conscious mind and then it gets new information added so the non-conscious mind operates 24 7 so at the moment as you're listening to me your non-conscious mind and your conscious mind are working and this you're not unconscious so that's not In existence, but the subconscious, S U B, sub means just below. The subconscious mind is between the conscious and the non conscious. It's a bridge. So it's the bridge that helps us as we start consciously and deliberately and intentionally thinking, why am I doing what I'm doing? Or why am I, as soon as you start digging, then your subconscious mind is activated and it starts helping you dig into your non-conscious mind to find what's going on, to find the source of things, to find what originally happened and the, the seed that was sown, whatever analogy you want to use. So the, the trauma, the bullying, the COVID, the the movie, the conversation, whatever, whatever it is that that has stimulated this or grown this thought because thoughts grow from experiences. Um. So your subconscious is between the two. So when I am in a state of uh, let's say I've experienced, um, let's take COVID because it's so in everyone's mind. Um, let, let's take, um, so you've experienced when it first happened, everyone was in tremendous shock. And um, that would have created, you know, now we are a year later or just over a year later. And we are basically now kind of used to, we've adapted, but we still have, a. Tra- it's, it's still trauma and it's still Causing anxiety and depression and increased suicides and that kind of stuff, which are normal. It's uh, not that not that suicides ever normal response, but all of these are responses to underlying symptoms and causes, which is the, the 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 uncertainty and the death threat and financial threat that COVID has brought to humanity. So that's a big one. It could be something like a argument between people that could be that that's that's popping up. So just to 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 reorientate you, imagine you're in a holi- helicopter. And imagine you flying over this forest and this forest is absolutely endless. You just like, you just, you can never, you just don't have enough gas in your helicopter to fly over this thing. It's so big. That's, that's your beautiful. Mind. That is, it is, it's beautiful. It's, and, it, and you notice as you're flying that there's a strip through the middle. There's kind of this middle part that also seems to be endless, but it's dark and it's beautiful, beautiful, healthy green trees that are just they perfect. Just look at it. This is the most unbelievably surreal, perfect thing. That's the middle of your non-conscious mind. So the middle is beautiful and the outside trees are also beautiful but they just look different they're a little bit lighter they all look different they um some are big because they've been there, they're more established memories. Some are small because they knew knew experiences that you just had maybe today or last week or something or an hour ago, 10 minutes ago, five minutes ago. So the more recent, the smaller the tree, the more established, the bigger the tree with more branches. And then in between, there's these clusters of dark, ugly trees that are very much alive, the living dead, Game of Thrones kind of concept. (laughs) Um, This, um, They're very much alive and maybe there's one there, maybe there's a whole big cluster there, some are dark. I think you get the picture. Now, all those trees represent every experience that you've ever had. And every experience builds into memories inside thought trees. So every tree is a concept. So it could be that childhood trauma or the COVID tree or the discussion with Mark tree about our brain or the relationship X that you had in the relationship Y. So every tree represents a concept. And, and as a tree is made of branches, so every thought is made of memories. So one thought could, you could be flying over in your helicopter. You see a dark cluster of trees and you shine your spotlight there and you land your helicopter there. And as you land your helicopter, that, that cluster of trees and you look at just one of them, which is the ugliest one, let's say, and the biggest one or something, you see, as you look at it, suddenly you are overwhelmed with thousands of memories. Because the tree is made of memories, so I look at that tree, which is that trauma. But as I'm looking at that tree, which is that trauma or whatever it is, or toxic habits, it's bringing back its one tree, but it's bringing all these memories. So I'm going to remember all this data, all these emotions, all the and then at the sense perceptions and sensations in my body and all that stuff. Okay, does that make sense? So that is the non that is the non conscious mind.
0: This is really interesting. So if we took let's say we spoke about this before we started recording, but let's say we took someone who, the subject of marriage comes up, right? And they fly their little helicopter to the tree and it just happens that this tree is one of the dark, ugly, uh, Game of Thronesy, ominous trees. And they think of what their parents' marriage was like and maybe their parents' yeah. marriage was toxic and had abuse or whatever it might Those be. Those are the memories. Mm-hmm. Right, so then they also see that, um they've seen people be exiled from families because they were divorced. They see people who like moms, uh if we're looking at historically, women who were not supported if they didn't comply, if they had an opinion, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter to the gender of the person who's experiencing this because everyone does when they observe those things. So the tree that is about marriage is um full of degrees. Right, so they go to this tree and then it floods this cascade and then their think, feel, choose has them then produce brain, which is conversation. Their body's now in exactly. probably a flame state, right? Oh yes,
1: totally, totally. Especially, with, That's exactly it. So you totally, you've explained it perfectly. So in relation to that, as they focus in on that, the body's inflamed, the homocysteine, the DNA, t- telomeres, because I'm now reliving that. For survival, we've got those there, they suppress. The more suppressed they are, they cause brain damage. They cause body damage. And this is why we all have fluctuating sort of levels of, of, of our body getting healthy and not healthy. And it's not that I'm blaming anyone. It's just the nature of how we are made as humans. Yeah. And for survival, we can cope with a lot. We can, we that's why we have immune systems. So a lot of the time we're able to, for a period of time, deal with the trauma and deal with the suppression and deal with, but it will eventually explode. And that's why we need to systematically deal with stuff. And and that's why I've developed the neurocycle is to systematically identify and deal with these things. So we've got to keep the helicopter flying. It's a lifestyle. It's not something that just happens now and then. It's, it's a lifestyle that we keep. Keep going. So um, that's the, the, and then that unconscious mind is informing, and this goes to an earlier question you asked. You're informed by those trees. So now let's say that you're in a conscious moment and you're in that relationship, and there's a, the, the divorce word comes up, and there's the relational thing, which is kind of linking the questions now. And now that immediately, the head, heli- as it said, what has what happened? Your helicopter landed next to that tree on divorce relationships and you go back to parenting and expand and how and you so and, it,
0: and all the things yeah and it
1: just it just like hits you in the face but like sitting under a very ripe apple tree and everything's just hitting you on the head you know you just bump it and yeah. it's stuck, apples 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 and you're just getting knocked out and it's overwhelming and you're and you know people when and people here I deal with mind. one of the biggest main questions most common questions is how do i get my mind under control yeah. that's that's what i teach people to do including myself I'm yeah. a mental mess. So too. I, you, then, so. I use my stuff all the time. So that's the mind division. So that makes it easier. I love to
0: that. Speak. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, I think of someone like uh, on that subject of being reactive to the word marriage. They haven't actually done the work of of differentiating how it's defined, how it causes them to react why they don't necessarily support it, and then actually going in and actually creating a new definition. What does a healthy relationship look like? Well, you just tap marriage onto that. It's not going to change it being healthy, Uh, you know? So it's really the memory is unhealthy relationship association with marriage and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so the mind process, which you're about to tell us, will help us deconstruct and re- re what was the word? Re-con- re,
1: re, re-conceptualize. Re-conceptualize. reconceptualize. I will get that. Don't worry it's a hard word and it basically means to deconstruct and reconstruct through like embracing it. processing reconceptualizing so we don't just leave the tree in the forest when the tree is activated we need to deal with it and how do trees get activated? They get activated by life experiences so yeah. the conversation about divorce or marriage or uh, or um Whatever, you know, whatever things uh, you can have someone visiting you and they do something that they are doing completely innocently. I'm mean, thinking of this as an example because someone asked me this the other day and it was such a cool example. Everything was fine. Everyone with the family were all happy, whatever. And then one of the family members was just visiting and they comment they said something that was totally innocent and no one perceived it as anything but an innocent discussion. And but one person in that family had triggered them and they saw that as rejection and a whole thing and a whole thing started and and they want to know how to handle that and that's so common there there's a there's a standard thing you normal you, and that's this social
0: is media <laughs> that's everybody on social media. and
1: and you know we can't control for that you can't control the events and circumstances but uh, of, of life you, which includes other people's what they say and do you can't but you can control yourself so right. you are going to always be immersed in environments that you don't like we have to accept that. A lot of I'm it you're going to love right? yeah. and a lot of it you don't like. And this, there, there is a slight, I don't know if it's pop culture is the right word, but there's a slight tendency in this current environment of where we've swung a little bit to say that, okay, well, that's making me uncomfortable. Everything around me must change. That's not realistic. Because before everything no. around you changes, you're going to have to learn how to deal with it. And then yeah. once you deal with it, right. hopefully then you can contribute to helping to make change. But you think that person must change for me to be happy, which is what we've currently got. A little bit of that philosophy in our current culture isn't, isn't going to help. No, yes. they
0: need NeuroCycle. I'm like, they need let's, a, give, let's give it to them because I totally agree with you. I heard a, I saw a funny meme the other day that said, uh, uh, in maybe you need a parental lock on your phone instead of trying to put it on the world. I thought that was... Yes, I, that I love it. it. I love that. So how do we neurocycle okay. our, our way out of this and how did the trolls get trolls we, of Exactly. Right. How do we get
1: rid of the trolls? Oh, and I was going to make another comment, but it was political, so I didn't... Yeah. <laughs> how that would did cause a
0: lot of need for neurocycle if you do that. I
1: know, I know. So I won't say I won't say what I think you know I was going to say, but I won't say it. Okay, so um, the, the, what, the first thing that you need to do when you neurocycle is understand the two ways that you'd use it. It. Uh, three ways, three ways, three ways. Sorry, not two, three ways. The one way is to build your brain. Build your brain is one of those things that is the most underrated, unspoken about, and one of the most important things you do. What happens if you don't clean your teeth every day? We all know. Eventually, you're going to have major problems, not only with your teeth, but your chance of bacteria going in your brain and giving you brain disease, even, in, even potential for dementias, gut issues. I mean, everything. You have to clean your teeth. As you have to clean your teeth, you have to, you have to build, use the neurocycle to brain build. Brain building through the neurocycle ensures that you keep growing of your brain, those little trees in your brain, because every morning when you wake up, you have neurogenesis happening, neurogenesis, brain growth, birth, and thousands, maybe even millions, we don't know, of new cells are born. And they're there for to be used during the course of the day to increase the strength and resilience of the brain, because the brain gets very tired. It's a physical organ. Your mind never stops, guys. Your mind is always going. Your brain cannot handle the power of the mind. That's why we also have to sleep because your conscious mind needs a break, but your physical brain and body need a break from the activity of the non-conscious mind. That's what we, you know, so that night, at night when you're sleeping, your non-conscious mind moves into housekeeping. It becomes a housekeeper and cleans up. So, which is very interesting. So it's, it's, it goes into a protective regenerative function. So essentially, brain building is something that you do using the five steps every day to grow, to use these little neuros, these little new baby nerve cells and build them into your brain. Science shows that, neuroscience shows that if we don't build during the course of the day, we, those little neuro, new nerve cells become toxic waste. They become dirt on your teeth. They become dirt in your brain and eventually can become like the teeth will cause bacteria and Alzheimer's and whatever, all kinds of stuff. So those will also cause things like anxiety, depression, lack of sleep, et cetera, et cetera. Mental health issues, battling with mind, and all this stuff, a lot of it can be dealt with through brain building. So, so much is the power of neurocycling to brain build that I started every patient, every session for 25 years, which is how long I practiced for, um with a brain building session. When they okay. first came to me, I first taught them brain building before we dived into any of the trauma or the learning issues or the TBI issues, whatever issue we were working on, we first did brain building. And then that always formed 50% of every session. That's how important it is. So it basically helps your brain to become clean and it's, it's cleaning the house kind of thing. And it's also building resilience and strength and brain health into the brain. And then also immediately, if it's in the brain, it's in every cell of your body. So I'm also cleaning the DNA in essence. So you would basically have the five steps to brain build. And it's the same five steps, but you'll see them used in two different ways is you first Got to gather awareness, you've got to read the information. So, what you do is you, the easiest thing is think of studying for school. That's the easiest way to understand brain building. So, let's say now that you've got to study and you've got to write an exam or you've got to do a presentation or you, you need to master a level of knowledge. So, here you've got this document that's maybe three pages long or chapter in a book or whatever. You would read the first paragraph out loud with your finger so you gather awareness of it. So, it's very systematic, it's very deliberate, it's very intentional. It's not a half hearted sort of read. It is a I'm involved. I'm in, I'm present in this, in this thing. And I'm reading with my finger out loud. And you only read three or four sentences. That's all. And then you stop and you go to step two. And step two is to reflect. And that is to ask, answer and discuss. Put the thoughts on trial. What have I just read? I, and you can answer by looking back, but you out loud once again, multi sensory stimulation. And then you ask, answer and discuss. What have I just read? And you answer yourself. Ask. Answer yourself by rereading and circling. Now I say circle, don't underline, but circle. This is all in the book, in the second half of the book, in the brain building section. The second half of the book is all about the neuro cycle, what it is, how it works, all the brain effects, blah, blah, blah. So you're basically circling and to, so you, you're finding the concepts. Not, you don't underline everything because it's too much. You, you're looking for the concepts. Your, your mind and brain work on concepts for, for good memory. Um, and then you would write that down. That still, still the same paragraph, and you write into what I call a metacog. That's had forty years of research, and it is a way of writing that it isn't in lines. It's in a pattern, and the pattern is it starts in the middle with the name. Let's say you're studying history for a history exam. You're studying about Hitler, or you're studying about you're studying about the COVID vaccine, or whatever. It's that's in the middle, and then you're going to work clockwise around and you or you can work anti-clockwise but you're working from categories like spokes on a wheel so you'd create your first category and then you'd associate the information with that category but everything's on branches like a tree grows branches like the networks yeah. and so the, the people when they do this they put words all over you can put words all over as long as they're on lines so the right phase is not meant to be a beautiful work of art it's meant to capture the concepts that you have understood if you don't you don't it doesn't matter if it's a mess but as long as it's in this branch format, which forces the two sides of the brain to work together, gets all those brain waves working, gets all the yeah. blood working, gets more oxygen in the front. It just does the most phenomenal stuff. Gets you into that middle part of the forest, gets you which is wisdom. It gets you introspecting and getting deep insight. Then you recheck, which is, okay, what did I write? Does this make sense? Why have I put this in? And you have arrows and you clean up and you fix up. You look back at the original source material and you compare. And this is where you're now reconceptualizing this into your own understanding. And then your recheck would be to say, okay, so this means. And you would actually express it. And then you start it again with the next paragraph. And so you would go through and brain build. I do that every day for at least one to two hours. I try for two. If you say I've got no hours, listen, I have four kids. I run a business. I do podcasts. I write books. I do clinical trials. And that, that in itself is a full-time job. I do four. I don't
0: have months. time. Okay. I'm not doing all those things. I have zero kids, <gasps> a dog. Uh, <laughs> I hear you. I remember so, that. There's that meme that says next time you say, I don't have time, try replacing it with it. it's It's not a priority.
1: That's excellent. See, that's it. So you, and, and I mean, rest has got to come into this too. So rest comes in with mindset. And I mean, that's a ho- another whole discussion. The the thing that I do is instead of spending hours on Facebook, for example, or Instagram, or the news, I'll limit the news to NPRs 15 minutes or something like that, or like one scan, I limit, and then I'll use my time, but I open my eyes, greet, uh, my husband's the first person I see, obviously, and then I will Brain build, literally with my coffee. My my husband is amazing, he brings me breakfast in bed. Mark, he's been doing that for 35 years. We've been that's together good for
0: 35 you're still years, together. That's yeah, I was gonna say that's I, the secret. I, that's
1: the secret. If you want to know the secret of relationships, Mark, <laughs> you're your, your relationship guru, <laughs> you go to have breakfast in bed. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, like anyway, that. that's that's when I do my brain building. And sometimes I have 15 minutes, sometimes I have an hour, but I will find other time during the course of the day to brain build if I'm worked up. Or something's happened. I'll use the neurocycle to brain build. I'll coma if I've got a major decision to make. I'll go and do some brain building, even if it's on the news. So that's the point of brain building. Then let's now take um, the five steps for things like the big stuff, like a trauma, or um, like, and you get different types. You get acute, like I explained with my um, what happened with my extended family member over December, the suicide. It could be a trauma like um, an established one, like maybe you were sexually abused as a child or had a terrible childhood of some sort, or it could be more recent. It could be in your marriage. I mean, there's research showing that you can have a great childhood and there's always going to be bad and good, but in general, no major traumas or whatever, just the normal kind of growing up stuff and things that can happen and a so fairly happy childhood and you can still have major issues as an adult so at the end of the day it always comes back down nature and nurture play a role but at the end of the day it's I the I factor nature mm-hmm. and, and that's what mind is mind is I how am I going to deal that's how people they get through things the stories of people like Viktor Frankl in the holocaust he would say right. that it was people's mind that actually was major in getting them through what they went through and we know that with everyone's great story they will tell you it's it's the mind. It's how they sought. It's how they thought, felt and chose about the situation. Okay. So um, to to any of those, like the, the acute trauma, which is sudden, blindsiding trauma, big T's, those big things that happen that are, you know, the abuses, the war, COVID, you know, death. And then the little T traumas that I think you mentioned as well, which is also like those, are, I talk about those in the book too. That's like the consistent bullying maybe at work or at school or Caring for a sick one, sick one, that's a lot of secondary trauma that's going on there. And then, so for those things, they're they pretty established and they need a bit of time. So one of the things that I've researched, because there's no good reason, well, there's not no, there's very little research showing on how long does it actually take to fix this? And here we're talking about mine and we want to know, well, how long is it going to take me to fix that trauma from childhood or that trauma from whatever? It's going to take cycles of 63 days and why, that's nine weeks. You're not going to fix things in one day, in one neurocycle, in one therapy session. And this, by the way, this neurocycle does not replace therapy. It enhances therapy. It doesn't replace anything that you are doing. It just makes it work better because it's the vehicle within which to get your brain and mind working correctly. So it takes cycles of 63 days. We all know about the myth, which I hope people realize is a myth. It doesn't take 21 days to build a habit. That's not enough time. It takes 21 days. And I show this and I've got these great images in my book and in the research section showing that it takes 21 days to uh, to break down a toxic thought, to identify, to embrace process and reconceptualize. So you can do that in about three weeks. And that's one thought at a time with its memories. But it takes another 42 days, which is another six weeks of practicing step five. Daily for about a minute or two minutes or seven minutes. You don't have to do more than seven minutes. So it's really not time consuming. For another forty two days, but you've just got to every day practice that new thought. So you're practicing that new thought, which is like going to the gym and exercising. It's this is we said right in the beginning. Can we train our mind? Yes. Can we get ourselves to the point where we can actually improve our mind? Yes. I'm telling you how the neurocycle over time is how you do it. So no matter what age you can learn to manage your mind. So this should be taught from day one when you're at school, when you're a little kid, all the way through, we should be doing this. So the mind is malleable and you can train it. So it takes 60, another 42 days for that new little tree. So think of that image I gave you earlier on of the big forest and flying over, and you've just now learned this new information or you've just now done your first 21 days on, on identifying the cause of that trauma, which we'll backtrack in a moment and talk about the process, but you've now got a little tree in the forest. It's one of those little trees. And that little tree does not have enough energy to get to the subconscious mind, which is that bridge on top of the tree, on top of the trees. um, And it doesn't have enough energy to jump through the bridge to your conscious mind. So, but the big trees do, they have enough energy. And that's why the the bigger the tree, the more energy it has to jump through the bridge above the forest into the conscious mind.
0: To like show up in your present life. To show up,
1: to show up in your present life. Okay. Exactly. For behavior change. Because if you're working on something, if you've got this trauma, it's affecting your relationship, so you've been raped or abused or something like that, and you find that you can't have a decent sexual relationship with a partner, and you do the neurocycle, it's going to take you 21 days to identify the root causes. And it's going to take you another 40 day two days to actually apply that into your life so that it actually starts impacting your sexual relationship, for example. And in doing that, you might find you need multiple 63 day cycles. So I'm not saying it's just one, depending on how much trauma. My experience with with working with people with trauma is that trauma is so pervasive and so extensive that generally you're going to be doing multiple cycles of 63 days on the trauma because it's affected so many different areas of your life. So that sexual area might take five or six different um, cycles. And the, uh, the, the, whatever, maybe it's a verbal abuse, it might take force. I, I'm not even going to put a number to it. I'm just saying that you have to, complete cycles and it's one kind of thing at a time and as you're doing the cycle then the next thing will come come up and you work on that. The thing is, is that you're systematically going to knock these things off, you can almost make a checklist and you can systematically start checking off these things and a lot of those things you want to fix in your relationship you will identify at the beginning of the first cycle it's so like right on between day one and day four is where I actually, walk, I've got an app that also goes with this by the way, I've got the NeuroCycle app that oh, I walk, awesome. walk, which walks you through this with all these examples and things and, and I have a lot of like little mini hacks that we'll talk about in a moment. That these endless numbers that will help you to just in the moment to moment things. But let's say that you now are um, dealing with this this toxic trauma of relationship or whatever, and you discover, as I said, as you discover one thing, then you can you can you can you can basically work through the process. And as you identify another thing, you just make a note of it. But on day one, you can you'll often find once you start looking and getting awareness, you are hit by all these. So, let, let, me, let me do it this way. Let me say, that let's not take a toxic trauma. Let's walk me, let me walk you through this process and why the 42 days? It'll make it easier to understand than sort of theorizing because we've given enough sort of theory. Imagine there's a massive apple tree in front of you, which I mentioned earlier on. And this, This tree apple. This apple tree. If you go up to it, it bump you. You bump it, and all these apples hit you. We're not going to do that. We're going to gather awareness. Gather is such a beautiful word. It's an embracing word. Like you embrace someone that you love. You gather. You embrace. So instead of being scared of the of the this relationship mess, you embrace it. Which is a very different concept. And research coming out of J- uh, Japan and Texas recently corroborated the research I found in my book, which I put into here as well into cleaning up your mental mess, which shows that when you embrace, which is gather awareness, where you, when you see it as helpful as a messenger, yes, it's sad. It doesn't mean it's nice, but instead of seeing it as something that's bad and ugly that you have to get rid of, you see it as a messenger, a warning signal, as a helpful something that'll tell you what's going on. So you got to, it's only way out is through. So our current age is teaching us, you don't want to go through, you just want to suppress. They don't say it in as many words, but that's what the psychiatric approach to mental health yeah. is. There's your symptom, there's your diagnosis, there's your label, you're with it to the, the rest of your life. Yeah. yeah, there's the quick, that's not ever going, it's not sustainable, it doesn't work. And we know the evidence is there. 40 years later, we've got people that are more sick from mismanagement of mind and iatrogenic brain disorders, which is medically induced brain disorders. That's another whole conversation. Yeah, and I do talk, definitely. I do Yeah, and I do talk about that in the book. There's a whole chapter on that as well. So here, coming back to this situation, you want to gather awareness. So your attitude coming into this is one of, okay, this is hard, but there's a message. This is a symptom of an underlying cause. So to do that gathering, I'm now going to, instead of going up to the tree, letting the apples fall on my head, I'm going to have a basket and I'm going to pick the apples as I'm comfortable picking them. I'm going to gather awareness and these categories that you gather awareness in. But just before I start step one with this hard work, it's good to prime your brain or to prepare your brain. I call it brain preparation, brain and body. And that's things like deep breathing and meditation and tapping and havening and um, maybe a little bit of exercise do a couple of push-ups. It's some kind of physical, like awareness thing that you can do, and I give lots of examples in the book and in the app. And one of my favourite is the ten-second pause that I've done research on, which is breathing for ten seconds. But you, you do, you breathe in for three counts, and you breathe out for seven counts, and so that means that the exhalation is longer than the inhalation. And wh- what research has showed is that it pushes oxygen and blood to the front of the brain this very strong almost yoga exhalation where you whoosh it out um, and that increases your decision making capability so the longer is exhalation which is really cool so you breathe in in for three out um, out for seven and then you add a cognitive component that makes it takes it to a whole new level of getting integration in your brain and I've never heard anyone else except myself speak about this, and it's vital, um, is that as you breathe in, and on the inhalation of three, in your mind, say the words, think, feel. And on the exhalation of seven, you say, choose. So it's literally, think, feel, choose for seven counts.
0: There's and something about even, that tone too of choose. Like I remember reading Peter Levine's work where he does the breathe out with, uh, I think it's Voom.
1: Yeah, that there is. There's a whole lot of things around yeah. the, the intonation. What it does to the vagal
0: nerve, right?
1: The vagal nerve, the PAG, yeah. it resets the brain. It, it helps with controlling so the adrenaline. Cool. And, yeah, so you're every, doing
0: somatic work as you're doing oh, this. Exactly.
1: Great. Every yeah. single thing that I tell you, I can back up every step with so much research. It would take me hours to explain. So it's just, but yes, there's, there's a reason. They Thanks for doing that. We don't have to. You don't have to. You can just do it. So when you breathe in for three and out for seven and you say, think, feel, choose, and you do it, Six to nine times, you will reduce the neurochemical chaos from just landing the helicopter at that tree, which will cause neurochemical oh, cool. chaos. Your anxiety levels would have shot right up. Your depression would have increased because they generally are comorbid, which means they happen together. You may have anger, frustration, all kinds of stuff. And that's very often what stops us moving further. Then we just like I can't. And we pull out and we, we fly away. I'm saying stay there. You there. Okay. Before you go there any further, let's just breathe six, do at least six to nine. So another, other words, 60 to 90 seconds. It's not long. Um, and that will stabilize the neurochemical chaos and the brain and balance the two sides and get a nice wave flow and more oxygen to the brain. And you're still going to feel your heart beating. You're still going to have the little bursts of, of high beta and that kind of thing. You're still going to feel anxiety and that's okay. At least now you, and anyway through, anywhere through the five steps, anytime you feel overwhelmed. You just go back and do that breathing. Because that'll help bring you back on track and reset your brain. And you can also follow it by some deep breathing. So some just some deep, just normal, you know, belly from your belly whatever. So that's just, I mean, these thousands, I just I don't want to overwhelm. But that 10-second pause done six to nine times is phenomenal. So now we come back to gathering the apples, gathering awareness. We all talk about awareness, mindful awareness. We can't ever be just in the present for very long because our mind. Our non-conscious mind operates in the present, past, and future, and our non-conscious mind dominates everything. The conscious mind also time travels. So when you daydream, for example, which we do, Three quarters to half, half to three quarters of the day, you are time traveling. You're looking at that happening in the past. That's the future. This is happening now. Everything about the now is seen in the context of the past and the future. So you, you, when you deliberately intentionally just think of the now, you're forcing something very unnatural, which is good because any kind of deliberate action is good, but you, you will never stay there that long. So to think that that's, that's also not enough. I showed in my research, uh, Mark, that if you just create awareness, but you don't give them mind management, they get worse. And I've showed graphs in my book of how a little head map, which is looking inside the brain, how our control subjects that didn't get mind management, they got all the blood stuff that was worse. Their brains got, they got what we call a red brain. And they'll see that in the book. There's actually a picture of it. where they're
0: conscious of what? They're like conscious of the circumstances in their life, but don't have any tools. And so it would cause us to feel stuck or, and now you're more present to your pain and your suffering, but you're not doing anything. Hmm.
1: Totally, you said that beautifully better than I could say it. and the research is actually backing that up. A lot of research is backing up that meditation and mindful meditation and M, those kind of techniques are fine in the moment, you'll see improvement in the moment, but over the long term they create worse problems because you can't keep you can't keep going to that space mm-hmm. yeah. and then it's suppress. You bring it up, you suppress. You bring it up, I'm okay. In the moment, I suppress. The suppression causes brain damage and all the DNA, DNA blood stuff that goes wrong that I've so already explained. So we have to go beyond mindfulness. That's really what I'm teaching here is you're going so beyond mindfulness. So gathered, we so gather. We're,
0: we're breathing, we're picking the tree. I mean, do we, we
1: do? okay. If we're picking the trees. Got four little steps. Do you want me to explain how to? Yeah. We, well, not four steps. Not four steps. Sorry, it's just got four elements to it. What do I pick? What the, that apple over here is my emotional warning signals. What am I feeling? anger, frustration, irritation, depression, whatever. And in the book, I've got a whole list of emotional words Beautiful. just to help you. Sometimes we don't know what yeah. words to put there. And there's also an emotional scale that you can rank it from between one to 10. So you can it's, see what level you're on, yeah, intensity. So And then you pick your physical warning. So that's the emotional warning apple in the basket Words describe intensity. Then you're going to pick your physical, which is what you're feeling in your body—the tension in your shoulders, your eyes dilating, or your heart palpitating, or GI symptoms, or tension in your whatever. Some people, their fingers will curl up, whatever. I don't know. It's the so you there may be a few. That's the second apple. That's a physical warning signal. So we're gathering awareness of physical warning signal of, of sorry of warning signals. The apples are the warning signals that something's going on. I look at the emotions. I look at the physical. Then I look at my behaviors. So that's the next apple i pick what are my behaviors am i irritable am i snapping am i is my work suffering am i not thinking as clearly so you go you get like you get and it's non-threatening because one of the things that i should already have mentioned but can quickly mention it now is that as you pick the apples you're going to go into what i call the multiple perspective advantage it's creating space we spoke about this the other day when i interviewed you actually it's being able to stand back and observe yourself doing this so here is caroline picking the apple but here is caroline with, I mean, my wise mind. I'm in that forest, that dark green forest. So I'm using my wise thinking, feeling, and choosing to fix up the messy thinking, feeling, and choosing. So I'm stepping into, and we can do that as humans. There's so much science on this. There's 150 years yeah. worth of research showing how we can go into these two minds, and and we do it. You're doing it right now. You, as I'm saying this, you can you can watch yourself watching yourself talking to me. I'm aware now of my hand movements, my facial expression, yours, my tone, what I'm thinking of now, all of it. That is this multiple perspective advantage. So that incident of my family, extended family member and the suicide thing, I had to go into literally giving myself therapy to, to calm down enough so that the situation with this current psychiatric system wouldn't go out of control and advocate for the patient and so on. So I was literally, here's me in my wise mind and here's the messy mind. And I'm using the wise mind to deal with the messy mind. And this is a right. skill yeah. that we can learn to develop. And I talk about that it in the means, book. And yeah. Oh, everyone can do it. And you get so good at it. I'm so good at doing that now. I can split just like that and I can control. And that's how I can keep back on track. Um Anyway, so you stand back from the, from the, you could, you could transition from the breathing, the 10 second pause in which you can do six to nine times to transition into the MPA state, which is this two person, the stand back and observe yourself therapist. And does that make sense? Are those words? Okay, yeah. and then you, and then in that state, you gather the apple. Physical, emotional warning signal, physical warning signal, behavior warning signals, and perspective warning signal. What's the perspective? It's your mindset, or how are you looking at this moment in this thought? How does it affect your life perspective, your mindset, your attitude? is a, like life is lousy, well, I'll never have a decent relationship. Well, what's the big picture of how this is actually how you see life? How it
0: shapes you, yeah.
1: How it's shaping you and how you, that viewpoint. Do you want to you want to get awareness of that? Because that's what needs to be changed as well. And then that's all step one. Then step two is reflect. And reflect is a beautiful word. It's huge. Reflect is not just a, like a mirror when it reflects back all of your characteristics and all of your, or like a prism will reflect. You put one light color through and all the rainbow comes up. It's a, very big all encompassing process not just think it's think it's ask answer discuss it's a mental autopsy it's a putting your thoughts on trial it's brain surgery without the blood so what you do is you ask answer discuss reflect means ask answer discuss why do i have that physical warning signal why do i have that emotional warning? why am i doing those behaviors why is that my perspective how does why and then you answer and then you say and your answer is x and then you you ask that x why 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 and you keep and you discuss so there's this reflecting and you're digging deeper and deeper and you're using your wise mind to help your so your wise mind is saying why caroline why mark oh, that's good but why are you doing that why that behavior why do you think that's? so you have this whole thing going on and then you've got to capture that you do this each of these is done for a limited amount of time because the whole process if you're doing the the daily process over time the the you're breaking down the traumas and stuff, which is what we're talking about now. You're doing this for 15 to 45 minutes. If there's five steps and it's 15 minutes, you're spending three minutes per step. But so that's just to give you an idea. But you can mm-hmm. go up to 45 minutes. And that means if it's 45 minutes, it's five to seven minutes per step. So this to give you an idea. So you you can put your timer on, literally. And so that you force yourself at the end of that step to within a minute or two. I mean, there's always a bit of leeway, obviously move to the next step. And the reason being is that you cannot unpack it all today. You also can't stay doing this all day. It's too much, it's too draining. It's, you contain it, it's compartmentalized into that time frame, and then tomorrow you'll come back and work on it again and the next day and then you'll, sew so your work through it. In that way, you will create a change that's sustainable and not overwhelming. And the mistake that people make is to do it too quickly and what people do is they zoom through it and then day four, they just give up. Most mm-hmm. people Most people, forget neurocycling, most people in life want to change, but they don't get past day four. Day four, day seven, those are the days where people give up within the first week. So this way you go beyond that because it's very organized, very systematic, Get your brain aligned with your body, um, aligned with your mind and all that stuff. So from the reflect, you go to write. And when you write, I already mentioned that earlier on, you write in a metacog, which is this pattern format. Yeah, Get the, your brand-
0: the little trees, uh, trees like the and- line to another word so that exactly. you're creating association in a clockwise or counterclockwise exactly. direction. Exactly,
1: association within categories associated with the main Smart. topic. And it's it's brilliant. And you can draw arrows and pictures. And I mean, it's, it's just, when you start doing it, it's phenomenal. I have a video on how to do that in the NeuroCycle app. And I also have a whole explanation with images in, in the book. Anyway, so you write. The writing, you literally vomit your words on paper. So you want to get it all out. Don't worry about being a literary yeah. artist. That's why I say do the medical because it doesn't matter how messy, get it out. Recheck is now... Going, look, looking at what you've written and now you sort it. Now you do a serious mental autopsy, looking for triggers and patterns and activators. And, and as you're doing that, you've gone even deeper. You're really drawing on your wise mind because now you're saying, okay, well, this is what I was doing. What's the antidote? What's the reconceptualized version? What, how can I get the X to the XY? You won't get this on day one. It's going to take you 21 days, but you'll get a glimpse the first day and a little bit more the second day and a little bit more the next day. And that way it's much more sustainable and manageable. And then you, end off with your little active reach, and active reach, active reach. It's an active way. It's a full stop in a sentence. It's kind of closing off the work for the day with something that's a positive, constructive, keeping you in mental peace kind of action. So it could be as simple as if you're working on, let's say that it's the relationship, there's the sexual issue in the relationship, or there's the trauma, whatever, and you start, you know that it's from this trauma. You, know, you don't know what the details are yet because you've just started realizing, hey, I'm so anxious, I'm in trauma, or I'm so... whatever whatever it is Um, you would have maybe got a glimpse of the roots you're standing at that tree and you're going from the branches from the warning signals which are the, the, the odors emanating from the top of the tree which are the you know the the gathering of their physical, emotional, behavioral perspective. Then you've gone down to as you've gone through progressively through gather, reflect on what you gathered, because you reflect on what you've gathered, you write about what you've reflected and gathered, you recheck what you've written down, which is based on what you reflected and gathered. So each step is cumulative. So mm-hmm. you 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 get to your your active reach is then going to grow out of that process of those four steps. And it's going to be a way of keeping you anchored back in a safe in a safe space. So it could be as simple as a statement like you discover on the first day that you actually feel ashamed of yourself. Maybe you're the innocent, but you're the innocent victim. You you didn't you were you were abused. So you've been living I am shame. So then the your active reach that day could be to type into your active reach reminders on the Neurocycle app, or if you're not using the app, it's in the book I explain it in the book. Um but if you're using that you can use the two together. They they work really well together. You can basically type it into the active reach reminders and that that then pops up for the day so that's kind of then you would, during the days it pops up you read it and you keep it in conscious awareness
0: would the act of reach be the actual statement i am ashamed or would no. it be i am empowered Not, or
1: yeah, it'll be, the, it'll be it'll be it'll be the antidote. So it will be what the did you discover antidote. that dose? So you discovered what did you discover? So you may have you may have just discovered that. Oh, I think I was traumatized. That's maybe all yeah. you discovered by the time you get to step four. So then you can say, okay, the reason I the active reach could be something like. I am ha- backing with my relationship because I was traumatized. So it's not mm. me. It's not my fault per se. I had, I went through something. So it's something to encourage yourself. What did you learn that day? So you turn it into a little statement and you this type great. that in. So it pops up seven times. And there's all the science behind the seven times. And what's also great is you can hang it onto a visual image. I love white roses. It's just something about, uh, about white roses that just gets me. And um, so I always, when I do an active reach, it always tends to hang around a white rose. So that's just been in, you, you, but you can. Can change your visual images. You don't have to use them. It's just very much. It does anchor. So that's kind of what the five steps do. Then the next day you would pick up where you left off. You get a neurocycle journal. Um, we are creating those. We haven't got them released yet, but we'll have proper neurocycle. In the meantime, you can just use your phone or just get a diary or whatever. I call it a neurocycle journal. And you, the next day, you pick up and you date everything, so you track your progress. So it's very systematic. And then you pick up day three, day four. You get certain markers. By day twenty-one, you have done the X Y X plus Y equals X Y. You have reconceptualized. You've embraced in this process of daily doing the five steps. You are bringing the toxic issue into into consciousness, which then makes it weakened and malleable. You're landing the helicopter and you're looking at it, which is making it weakened. We see from neuroscience that the minute you're aware of something, the minute you've landed the helicopter, and you at the tree you've actually changed you weakened the protein bonds in the brain so you've now shifted the power balance you can now control the and and what you've done is the warning signals that got you to the place to land the helicopter which are like the spotlight the warning signals like there's the spotlight shining that is um that is the toxic energy around that toxic tree think of that toxic tree in the forest and swirling energy it's shooting up these signals to through the subconscious mind to the helicopter, and the helicopter is picking up on these signals and shining the light there. I mean, I'm just trying to give you analogies for what is yeah. happening, but that's what's drawing your attention. It's what where the pool is, and that's what you you kind of you that's how, how you get to what you need to work on. But as you're going through the process daily, eventually by day 21, you've pulled the you've dug each day. You're digging the ground and you see more roots and more roots and more roots. You know more causes, more of the of the source of where this thing what happened, the incidents, the the, the collect because it's always more than one thing Um and so you go through and then eventually by day 21 you've upended that tree and energy is never lost in the brain or body it's transferred so now this tree because it's upended it's going to shrivel so now in its place I plant another seed which is a new tree that's growing so at the same time as which is out.
0: the reconceptualizing
1: exactly so they reconceptualize reconceptualized mm. and the reconceptualized seeds start growing you can you can start planting the tree next to that old tree very soon and the root systems will start intertwining that's kind of what's happening so you you that's what the active reach is doing it's planting the new tree it's starting to take the energy from the toxic to the positive yeah and then,
0: simultaneously that's simultaneous that, that seeds growing as exactly the other one is, so by is the time you thing.
1: get to so, yeah, exactly. So by day 21, you've upended that toxic tree and you've now got this new tree and the new tree has got all the, the, has got in, inside of it the, re, the, the story of the past, but it's, but now the, the healthy new reconceptualized tree is, is dominating. An example of this to it's visualize. integration. Yeah. It's integration. An example of this is to think of if you buy an ugly old house and you're going to renovate. And you take photos of the mold and the disgusting carpets in the dark, and it's just plain ugly. You know those ugly old houses.com that they do the TV where they renovate? That's such a great visual for this because you find the house, you take photos of the house, you have a movie of the old ugly house, you design the new, which is now that seed you're planting, and then you bash down the house and you build the new one. Now you've created this beautiful this beautiful new physical space. You've created this beautiful new mental space, but you remember how it was, but no longer are you living in it. Can you see the difference? Mm. I'm not living in the old. I'm living in the new, the old, I've made the old work for me. I've rebuilt. I've made that. That's reconceptualization. And that takes 21 days at least for just an element of it. And then the next 42 days, you just take your final active reach that you create, which just tends to be an overarching of all 21 days. And that is, it could be a little bit longer. It could be a couple of phrases and a couple of images. Put that in your NeuroCycle app in the active reach reminders. And you basically, each day as it pops up, set it to pop up seven times. So seven times you're consciously aware of it. it. can take you seven seconds to quickly look at it. And you're starting to apply it. It reminds you to apply that in your life every day because you're seeing it seven times a day. You'll apply it, automatically start applying And every time you do that, you're giving that new little tree that's this big after 21 days, every day you're making it grow, grow by the end of Mm -hmm. 42 days, it's now got enough energy to move into your conscious mind. So when you're in that situation, like that sexual trauma in a relationship, suddenly now you're actually able to talk about it with your partner. And it's now no longer that dominating the sexual intimacy or whatever that is. I mean, just, that came to my head because we talked about that in the podcast with you the other day um, but that's it's, it's a great it's a great example because that now has been reconceptualized into something that's now positive and constructive so you know why you are so no longer are you whatever about sexual intimacy you're now that was the reason why now i know this now i can move forward and i can learn how to be more relaxed or whatever the case may be Um, or it could be in that argument that you have with your partner that every time you've argued there's the toxic tree you've reconceptualized you practice it now for behavior change as it's triggered as that part your partner and you get in that situation the toxic tree doesn't come up anymore the reconceptualized tree comes up which remembers oh i used to do this but now i'm doing this and you do it so your behavior changes. If you don't do the extra 42 days, you know you've done the work, but you don't know how to apply. You won't apply and it won't be sustainable. That's that's the difference between the two. So there's brain building, there's toxic trauma. And the last one is super quick. The same five steps for the in the moment stuff, which I've already actually explained. If you have a suddenly have an argument and you've got to get yourself back together, you can do it in five seconds before you, or five minutes before. One minute, you can run through all five steps, 10 seconds per step, and you can get through it in 50 seconds. Where wow. you, where someone maybe you read a, a toxic comment on social media, you suddenly feel imposter syndrome. So you immediately gather awareness. I feel imposter syndrome. I feel like I'm a uh This is making me feel anxious. Um, uh, is it my perspective? Is it worthwhile going on? My behaviors? I don't even want to do any more work whatever it is and then why okay well because of this 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 and you ask and then maybe you you just if you can't write it down you visualize it just like a movie just visualize that what you've just experienced in the gather and reflect and then because visualization writes in your brain if you've got time write it down even if it's two words helps and then step four recheck you would quickly then say okay how can i see this differently how can i see this from another angle what would that kind of stuff trigger whatever and then your active reach is do it okay i'm not going to let this affect me. I do not have imposter syndrome. I have value to add or whatever. And that could be your little statement that you take into the next moment. So your active reach then becomes how I'm going to function in the next moment. It's the Mm. systematic, it's these five steps systematically marked. They just, this neurocycling is how we get the mind under control, seriously. And you can apply it, Anytime, anywhere. And the more of the little ones you do, the more the bigger ones become easier to manage. And the more efficient you become at the acute, which is what I said in the beginning, is that from doing this for so many years and researching it and practicing it, I have trained myself. I've trained my kids. I've trained my patients, whoever listens to what I'm, whoever will listen to me. As you train it, you become so much more efficient. The reason I was able to get under control in that acute trauma. I've been through a lot in my I mean this there's, there's a lot of stuff like everyone. I've faced my fair share of acute. My husband used to be an alcoholic. My eldest daughter nearly died of bulimia. I mean, I can tell you, my son is, my son is, 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 um, is gay. And when he came out, there was, we were kicked out of environments that I used to work in. And I mean, there's wow. so, and he was suicidal at one stage with uh, not being able to be himself. And, you know, so it's like, it's, it's the, if it, if it wasn't for managing my mind, there's no ways that I could still be standing. Some days, like I was telling my one daughter this morning, I feel like those old, toys i don't know what they call them it's like those things that are weighted at the bottom and if you push them over they bounce up oh and
0: yeah yeah, yeah. That's, that's, what,
1: that's what mind management neurocycling has taught me to do it's taught me to i could get i'm going to get knocked over I, I know but i know yeah. how to get up i bounce back and it's that's given me a sense of inner peace and happiness people often ask me what is happiness this is happiness it's this the knowledge that okay i'm going to feel that but I know how to get back up I know how to get back up that's changed my life and it's changed my patients lives my one daughter the other day texted me she was going through something with a with a with a, with a boyfriend and and she texted me I just did two neurocycles to you know just to to help get through a little incident you know so these are just an example so
0: I love well,
1: it well, I've spoken so much sorry
0: <laughs> no it's beautiful and I that's think so. for people listening you know it's the recognition that we must be committed to the level that is going through simple steps but to learn the steps so that they become second nature they become natural they become just our way of being i mean everything you've said teaches us that skill of separating ourselves from how we feel being able to become the observer of self the non-judgmental observer the ability to take our past and turn it into wisdom and expansion and i mean gosh i'm i want to get the book now so that i can get deep into all that stuff (laughs) and look up the research and i'm really excited about it so uh for people listening first off thank you for all the time you've given today to be able to share all of this because it's been such a gift um where do people Mm -hmm. find more of you and in the app and the book and all the things
1: Thank you, Mark. Thank you for your fantastic questions. You pull it out of me. Um, they can find me at my at, at my Instagram handles, Dr. Caroline Leaf. So it's easy. And all my, I'm on all the social media platforms, obviously. But from Instagram, as you know, you can find everything. The book is, you can go to cleaningupyourmentalmess.com and get it wherever books are sold. Or you can go to drleaf.com, get all the information about that there. The NeuroCycle app is just called NeuroCycle. It's on the app store google play so yeah dr caroline leaf and you put that in you'll find it all cleaning up your mental mess is the book ever books are sold
0: perfect well thank you so much for your time and for sharing all of your is it for 40 years of experience
1: yeah 38 years so that's close to 40 so i can say 40 i can round it off to 40 i like
0: that i like that (laughs) Uh, well incredible thank you so much for your time today and everyone go check out dr caroline leaf's new book